With your help, we can continue to fight for freedom. This is not possible without your generosity. Join our quest for the truth and our freedom. Simply visit www.realitycheck.radio forward slash donate to make a difference today. You might have seen this headline. I'm reading from RNZ, a story posted back on the 19th. Sort of goes along with some of what we've been talking about here at RCR with managed retreat and all of that. Property buyers losing deposits after signing on uninsurable houses. And the chief executive of mortgage broker Squirrel, David Cunningham, believes, I'm speaking here from the story, it's indicative of a wider problem looming of how difficult it may become to get insurance in flood-prone areas. And David is with me. Hi, David. Thanks for coming on RCR. Good. Hello. Okay, so this this sounds like a bit of a, um, a showstopper for some. Well, yeah, I mean, it's an issue that's not just unique to New Zealand. It's a global issue. So I think places like Miami with hurricanes and low-lying land um, and, you know, insurers are increasingly not insuring for certain risks in places like that. So what might happen is you can insure your house from a fire, but you might not be able to insure it for flood damage, hurricanes, whatever it might be. So it's not just a But we don't have hurricanes like that. Um, You know, we don't have like Category 5 hurricanes come through here. Well, yeah, but until recently, that's the view the reinsurers, so the the people the insurers insure with overseas had of New Zealand that we didn't have flood events. And then we had, you know, the Auckland floods and and the sort of Hawke's Bay uh, floods. And so their attitudes changed. So what you're seeing happening at the moment is properties that are harder to get insurance on or alternatively very significant increases in premiums. Right. Okay. So, excuse me, when you say increases in premiums, by how much then? Well, I'm on the company coast in Wellington. So, you know, in theory, there could be a tsunami, but more likely there's an earthquake and liquefaction and all that stuff. My premium just went up 96%. What? 96? I know. So I've been asking around a bit, and actually if you look at the big insurers in New Zealand who are IAG, so that's brands like State and um, AMI and and, and the likes, and the other other brand is uh, Suncorp, which is um, uh, like AA Insurance are under that brand and Vero. you know, they're, they're, they've just announced their annual results and their um, their premiums are up about 20% year on year. So, of course, their costs are going up with that. But so, you know, take from that, that premiums are going up on average 20% for New Zealanders in places that are regarded as higher risk, liquefaction, flooding, et cetera. Um, to asking around, uh, you know, 40% isn't uncommon for a premium increase. And, uh, you know, this is feeding into inflation stats too, like 11% um, inflation yeah. and insurance premiums in the last year. That's what's driving our CPI up, actually. It's one of the big factors. Well, it seems to me, and I think we've been on the planet about the same length of time. In fact, I mm-hmm. know that. Um, it seems to me that these are rare events that don't come all the time. They're kind of almost once, twice in a lifetime. Mm. I mean, it, their business is risk. Mm. Well, you're right, Um in many regards, I mean, that, that's, you know, we don't have house insurance or death and you know, life insurance because we want to die or we want to have a flood. We have it against that event. And the best yeah. outcome is that we never make a claim. 
from an insurance perspective, you know, they're gathering, gathering up all the risks. So as when a claim does happen, you know, not everyone claims at the same sort of time. Um, and for the people that insure the insurers, they're called reinsurers. So these uh, are that's big, the problem, right? big international problem. companies. Yeah. So they've got risks all over the world. And so, you know, their logic is I'm not going to have a flood event in Miami and New York and New Zealand and Australia all at, all at once. So, but what they've seen is far bigger claims over the last decade, you know, a lot of it due to climate change, to be honest. So um, so they're charging the New Zealand insurers more than New Zealand insurers charge you and I more. And uh, those that are in risky areas are paying much bigger premiums because they use this thing called risk-based pricing. So that's become the norm. So if you're in a risky area, your premium's going up, potentially your property might not, might not be insurable even for certain events. I want to get to the legal part of that, but um, climate change, all right, um, depends on 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 what what side you're on and, and what data that you buy or reject. Hmm. But it is a convenient get-out-of-jail card, potentially. Well, I think the facts are that insurance claims, whatever the reason for those, but extreme weather events, there have been a lot of them, uh, more than, more than you know, go back 10 years sort of thing, 20 years. And so... Ooh, you know, and <laughs> yeah, we're going down a, a path we don't want to yeah. go down necessarily. Uh, all, all I'm wondering but, is if it's, it's just a convenient way to exit something that's not so profitable for them anymore. Well, you with know, a plausible if deniability. If they charge if they're just passing on the premiums to the to the customer, um, you know, they're quite happy making a profit over overall. Right. Um, and they're really balancing the risk. So for example, insurance premiums in Wellington are way higher than Auckland. Go back 20 years, they were very similar, but as risks have been better um, modelled in terms of earthquakes in particular, um, you know, Auckland premiums are probably a third to a half of what they are in Wellington now. You know, when I talk to people about my premiums here down in Wellington who are in Auckland, they're blown away. You know, insurance is often more expensive than rates. Yeah, but again, nothing happened. All right, I see the Law Society is warning some property buyers uh, are losing their deposits after unknowingly entering agreements on flood-damaged houses. Hmm. Unknowingly, that's that would be a shocker to find that that one out. Yeah, flood damaged houses or houses that can't get. I mean, more the point was they can't get insurance, um, and so because they can't get insurance, the bank, when it comes to settlement, say, "I want to see your insurance policy," because obviously yeah. the banks want security over that loan they're making you, and so um, say, I can't get it. I can't get it. Yeah, so so um, so you know, I mean, there's a simple solution there, and that's for buyers to be very conscious of getting insurance before going unconditional on a loan. Um, the flip side of that, so that's the advice my firm would give: you know, never always have insurance as a precondition, um, and until that's satisfied, you know, you've got the insurance uh, signed up. Uh, don't go unconditional on your on your house till then, and therefore your loan. Um, the other issue, of course, is that if you own a house that's been flood damaged or or is harder to insure or uninsurable, your value of your house is going to go down. Because yeah, that's of, what I'm thinking. Oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. And and that's definitely happening. You know, I've seen properties um, down here in Wellington uh, that are you know, quite low-lying, and one had had a flood event, which had been fixed. It was council sewers, you know, stormwater drains and all that. But that house has been on the market. It's an incredibly desirable home, but it's been on the market for six months. And as a vendor, you know, they're probably seeing the price, the value of that house go down, you know, daily, literally. Must hurt. So, you know, again, from a buyer's perspective, be very aware of, um, 
of you know limb reports and inquiring about flood damage or anything like that. So if you ask, they've got an obligation to tell you, and the real estate agents have an obligation as well. So this category three status, um, are homes falling into that category after being damaged or, or essentially before now? Um, typically it's where there's been a flood event, but of course those flood events are causing insurers to sort of look at the wider picture. So even right. if you've been flooded, you know, and that's what's happening on the Kapiti Coast, you know, there's been no floods here or earthquakes. Well, or it's anything, the thing, nothing but, happened. Suddenly well, nothing happened. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, you For could decades. that insurers will make bigger profits and then they'll have a horrendous loss at some point when the biggie happens. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right. And, okay, so what is your advice to consumers um, you mentioned you sort of do do your research before you sign anything. Mm, mm. Um, Absolutely. So always make an offer to buy a house conditional on, you know, generally you'd have conditions like getting finance and make insurance one of those conditions, which gives you the out if you can't can't get insurance. So it will be insurance on acceptable terms to the to the purchaser. Um, and don't go unconditional until you've got that insurance confirmed. So in other words, you've got a policy sort of accepted by the insurer. If you're a seller... Um, <laughs> good luck. You, yeah, well, good luck, but also be very open and honest about um, any situations that have arisen. Uh, like yeah. it rained the other day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know I'm sounding a little bit flippant, yeah, but um, yeah, I mean, council council limb reports are also important because they'll they'll contain you know things like are in a are you in a floodplain and things like that. So you know, there's probably a lot more research. Look, a good lawyer, a good advisor will tell you to do yeah. these things, but it's just more. Money. Don't wing it. You know, the point is, don't wing it. You know, yeah, you can enough. get very emotional when you're buying a house. You know, I want it. You know, it's perfect. But do your due diligence, dot the I's and cross the T's, because it's a massive investment and things could go badly wrong if you don't get that advice and follow the advice of those things. So don't let your emotions get in the way too much. <laughs> That's a good rule for life most of the time. So you're a former CEO of Cooperative Bank, you know banking. So is there any way that a bank will lend you any money if there's no insurance, even if it's a, like a small the scenario could be that they'll accept insurance. Like here's an example we had in Auckland recently. The property was by a creek, and so the risk of flood, in fact, they had had flooding through the garage or something like that. Right. So what happened was they got an insurance policy with a quite a substantial excess for flooding. I think the excess was oh, 5000 So when the right. creek overflows, they've got to sort of fix the garage. They well, can't that's, manage that's kind of manageable yeah. in a disaster. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so those are the sort of things to do. You know, generally you'll be able to get insurance with some exclusions, different excess sort of thing, the amount you've got to pay yourself. So there are are, are, are ways around it um, that that can work. Again, it's talk to advisors, talk to the bank, don't hide it, don't hide from the problem, face directly into it. All right, David Cunningham, Chief uh, Chief Squirrel. Is that is that what you're known That's, as? Yeah, Chief, Chief Executive, Chief Squirrel's Sounds yeah. sexier, doesn't it? <laughs> top, top squirrel. Um, thank you for coming on RCR and explaining that. And uh, how can people get to um, um, to talk to you? You, you give us your website yeah. address. Yeah, squirrel.co.nz. And, um, you know, if you're after a mortgage, you can either apply online or just book a chat with one of our expert advisors. One of your squirrels. Yeah. One of our, one of our squirrels, yeah. Okay, nice to talk with you, David, and uh, maybe we'll talk again. Thanks yeah, so much. brilliant. Always happy to. See ya. With your help, we can continue to fight for freedom, reach new audiences, and bring important information to the public free of charge. This is not possible without your generosity. Join our quest for the truth and our freedom and donate today. Visit www.realitycheck.radio forward slash donate.